Welcome to the Push-Pull Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Marcella. And I'm Sherry. And each episode will provide you with sales and marketing strategies that you can implement immediately into your own business. Today, we're going to be talking about leads um, uh, in regards to lead qualification, lead scoring, lead generation. Um, But we're going to start by touching on finding your target audience and why that's important. And this is something that I consider a lot um, in the realm of marketing and in the realm of blogging because you want to be speaking directly to your target audience. Um, They say, you know, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. You want to be super specific. And this is something that a lot of businesses get caught up in because you might have a service or a product that you've feel very strongly about. And you think, you know, when I say, who is your target audience? I've had business owners come back to me and say, well, we can help everybody. There's nobody, you know, we could be, we could help anybody and everybody and we should be helping everybody. And I'm like, well, okay, that's okay. You know, I'm not telling you if someone comes and knocks on your door and hands you their money, you're going to turn them away. That's not what I'm saying. But for marketing, Who is your ideal customer? Who's the customer that keeps coming back again and again? Who's the customer that sees the value in your service and is willing to pay top dollar for that service? That's hugely important. You're making your life easier. And the goal of getting, finding that target audience and marketing to that target audience is that after you have a marketing qualified lead, then you can pass it over to the sales department and that person is a lot closer to buying, which the sales department appreciates. It's more efficient that way. Um, And you definitely want to begin by identifying it. Yeah, I know know exactly what you're talking about. And definitely with the sales, I mean, just in general from an operational standpoint too, um, in theory, if you have the same type of client then you'd have the same um, infrastructure in place operations and staff and stuff like that right that I would be able to handle that and actually is it's good timing too that we're talking about this I was listening to uh, to uh, to an interesting course on what happens when certain businesses try to basically copy another business and if if, 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 if they do it themselves, on uh, their own thing, they actually hurt their brand because they're not exactly doing their own stuff good, mm-hmm. and they're not taking what the other people are, are doing good. Like it's not you—you you can't just take one ingredient from here and stuff like that. And okay, that—that—that's that, exactly what the other people have. So some examples um, that they gave were, um, you know, like Sam's Club trying to compete with Costco. Mm-hmm. Even though Sam's Club is a separate offshoot, it still has that Walmart, whatever, and. Right. So you're saying it's a different target audience that they should be marketing to a different. It's it's very difficult for Walmart should have not have branched away and done the Sam's Club unless they would commit to do everything that that Costco was doing. But they were doing the same strategies and thinking that okay, well, you know, if we can do the the, the really really low prices business, we can also get into the wholesale business. It should be similar, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't because I mean the the, the target audience for for a Costco. Mm-hmm. Uh, tends to have a little bit more money. 
Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more discretion, bigger mm -hmm. houses, mm -hmm. uh, driving luxury vehicles, and they have a bigger house so they can actually store all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're going to make more, they're going to spend more money on one trip, whereas Costco, the average like spend per, or not, I'm not Costco, Walmart, Walmart. was right. less. So they use the Walmart model, um, you know, and try to apply that to Sam's Club. Okay, we'll just do buy in bulk. Right. And we're just going to market to the exact same people. And but if you have people living paycheck to paycheck, they don't have the money to spend on bigger things of toilet paper. They big, need to go go do those separate trips. And and, and and they don't have ginormous minivans where they can yeah. fit everything in. <laughs> yeah. um, we like we like to have a game uh, with the with the kids at at the grocery store where 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 when we play it too, where, 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 where we try to guess the number of how much. How much groceries are going to be? Costco bills always kind of depressing, but um, as far as target audience, um, you can even come up with maybe it's only one, two, or three target personas. So really dive into that and come up with a real person in your mind. You can give them a name. Um, make sure that you're writing down. You're going to write down their demographic information. You're going to um, write down you know, where they're from, their background, what a day in their life looks like, what their struggles are, um, what do they enjoy doing, what do they worry about the most, what's important to them. And this can really vary. So if your target persona is Molly Mom, um, you know, a lot of her stuff is going to be um, taking care of the kids. She She's going to worry about the kids. She's going to worry about... Um, you know, a lot of her day might involve that, where if you're talking about an upper-level manager, if you're looking about a C-level professional, um, their demographics and what matters to them and what their struggles are are very different. So let's say in, like, the health realm, um, a mom's going to worry about her kid's health. However, a C-level professional might be worried about his health if and only if it starts impacting his productivity at work or something like that. So you're able to, and I think this gets a bad rap when people use the, um, use the terminology like pain points. If you're marketing to pain points, it sounds like a bad thing. It sounds like you're, um, that you're using people or you're hitting them while they're low. But Hopefully you believe in your product enough that you are helping people pass that point. So you're meeting them where they're at and you're you're seeing their struggle. You're talking to them at that point. So you don't and like more the importantly, they're able to find you when they're searching for an answer to a certain problem. They're going to be looking for a solution. You need to make sure that you're the one that gets placed in front of them when they're looking for that solution. And that's where that inbound marketing comes in and that pooling part of the push-pull process comes into play. Um, once you have them in the system, there are some really cool tools out there where you can track them all the way along. So hopefully you know, you know, if a customer came to the website once and stayed there for 30 seconds, that's not the same thing as a customer who came to your website once a day for a whole week and read three articles every time they were on your website. That's somebody that is educating themselves about you and your business and who you are. And that's going to be something 
that you can hand over to the sales department and give them the information. You can say, here's the articles that they read. Here's something they might be interested in. You can send them um, a particular free ebook or a newsletter or something that might help them get closer to that decision-making process based on meeting them where they're at in at that stage in the game. Yeah, I find it very interesting that you don't like the term pain points. Basically, you're just finding oh, I problems. Don't, I don't mind that so much. I, I forget where I heard that, and they were saying, oh, you know, the pain points. They were they were trying how to did, make it sound like it? they were trying to make it sound like they were exploiting people because, you know, their pain point. I, f- I forget. It, it was something related to kids, and they were they were saying that it was a horrible thing to to profit from a kid like struggling. So I so I kind kind of see where they're coming from, but on the other hand, hopefully your service is genuine and helpful and will be able to provide a solution that they're looking for. I got you. So, um what would you like to see, you know, from the marketing department? What kind of things do you want to know about a customer? Um, And I know not all businesses work this way. Sometimes, you know, the sales department is the first one to make any content, contact. Um, Leads are coming in. You know, you'll take leads any way that they're going to come in. So it kind of depends how to go about it. And and. And, and it's kind of funny that we call it push-pull sales because really for, for most businesses now, um, they might only have a sales department where it's only push. They don't really have a marketing department or sales people right. are doing the marketing. And, and right. in an ideal situation, it's more like pull-push mm-hmm. where you're going right. to have the marketing people bring people in and then the people are going to push the products out into the market and, and, and put it in front of them. Um, but in terms of uh, ideal client and, and sitting down with them, and this is something... Um, we do as an exercise for the for the sales team here. I forget what it's not. It's not demographics, or, or, or maybe you know, demographics is where someone is located, right? Yeah, and it's kind of you know how old they are, how, and, how and where they, they live, and you know their salary. Maybe it's kind of like the very basic. The very basic. I forget. There's another term, and now I'm drawing a blank. Of course, since since we are recording this, um, where we're basically I'll ask the sales team basically say, okay. Uh, you need to identify our ideal customer mm-hmm. uh, or our ideal decision maker without the product or service that they actually buy. I need you to describe them, and it's funny because some people they, right. they completely draw a blank. You know, yeah, and I could I, and I could find it pretty easily. Well, okay, well, this is someone that's been in the company, and we probably covered this in another podcast too. Uh, it's someone that's been in the company fifteen years. Um, they love reports. Um, they're very yeah. data-driven, stuff like that. It's going to uh, make a big difference. You know, if you walk in, if someone is data-driven, you're going to prepare those statistics. You're going to have the numbers ready. You might have a, pow- a nice PowerPoint put together. And if there's somebody that hates that and prefers just, you know, chatting with you over lunch and just kind of shooting the breeze, yeah, that's important to know. And you have to know, I mean, who... Again, you have to know who 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 is your target market, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and it could be something very simple, very very simple. So, it could be something that you just have a lot of common ground. It's easy for you to market to them. Um, you know, there I know there are people in the financial services industry. They deal only with athletes and and only with coaches. It's very easy for them. Um, you know, so 
they kind of just built their book of business um, along those lines. Um, but same thing too. You're gonna you're gonna strain if you try to um, go after someone else. So it's in terms of making sure you have a good yeah, marketing. You're gonna waste time. It's gonna be ineffective. You're gonna get frustrated. They're gonna get frustrated. You're just kind of adding extra layers compared to have. I mean, there's been times where I've come across such great sales copy or marketing copy that that you do feel like the person knows, you know, is living inside your brain. I was just talking about that. Yeah. That like, you know, you go through and you're like, every line you read is like, oh, wow, that's me. Yes, I do need that. Oh, wow, that's me. And the thing is, sometimes it can get really, really niche, which is a scary thing because a lot of times you feel like you're excluding everyone else and you're excluding other potential sales. Um, but why But why chase down leads that aren't going to result in anything? Yeah. You're not selling nuclear reactors where there's only five nuclear reactor facilities. I mean, I think a lot of that is... is it definitely is a mental block and it's very hard to yeah. to kind of get over to like oh everyone who who does this that all they want is this and 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 they only buy on price there's not people who want who want value or there's not people who who have that need i just feel like i can't run into that or no one uh or no one you know can benefit so for example you know for my company we have uh, an international which is a which is a separate separate company um mm-hmm. uh which like does yeah, it's a sister company. It does imports, exports, stuff like that. And um, you know, the 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 sales team um, without the proper coaching will say, "Oh, well, it just seems like there's no one in Pennsylvania really exports, or no one in Pennsylvania. It's all it's all this." You know, it's like, well, um, for that information, it's it's publicly available, and there are a lot of people who export. But I, when I tell you to go after or to find these people who are exporting. Um, it does. It does make it harder. Now, having a marketing team in place that can find those leads and do that makes it makes it it makes it a lot easier. Right. Um, for that, but in terms of narrowing down, okay, I want to find people who export people that do like one to a hundred, uh, and people that are in this industry. Yeah, when you narrow it down, you're scared. You're like, okay, well, I only have, I only have a hundred people. Right. In my territory. Right. And you feel like you're like, uh, you know, the pressure's on to close all of them. The reality of it is you're more likely to have a higher closing ratio, which is going to boost your confidence. It's going to feel better. But I mean, I would so much rather look at a list of 100 people and be able to really get to know those 100 people. That that seems doable. Mm-hmm. To get to know those companies, to research more and put your focus there and make sure that you're following up um with the phone calls and the emails and everything and giving them um, a curated content based on their interests compared to saying, here's 500 and, you know, and just kind of see what sticks. Like, instead of just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks, um, you know, be a little bit more strategic about it. Yeah, that that whole model of the whole spray and pray it it, it doesn't it doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, with the internet and information available, there's much more efficient ways to to get information and to find out about your customers. 
And likewise, it's a lot easier for them to, to find out about alternatives and what is available to the market. So it's not like, yeah. you know, when you were making calls 30, 40 years ago and, you know, on the phone you could pitch someone and yeah. no one would say, well, huh, you know, are, let me go ahead and research that. I want to look at some other options now. Yeah. And people are expecting more personalized service, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the whole the whole boutique uh you know uh niche service people are are definitely are definitely looking for that you know if they can have you know uh old school uh dedicated support you know people that that answer the phone friendly people stuff like that right um that's funny friendly people's old school now <laughs> um so we have a couple more things to cover but wanted to remind you guys that we appreciate any subscriptions and ratings on iTunes um, you can share us with your friends if you feel like there's a particular episode that would be really helpful. Um, you can share through iTunes. You could share through our website, which is pushpullsales.com. Um, and that way, you know, we get new listeners and we get to keep doing this and we love doing it and we love providing you guys with this information. Um, if you have any questions at any point or suggestions or feedback or anything like that, you can email us, uh, pushpoolsales at gmail.com or tweet us at pushpoolsales. Um, and our website, we provide show notes there. So if you ever want to reference something or if we ever reference a link or anything like that, we make sure that we include that um, in the show notes on our website, which again is pushpoolsales.com. Try to keep it simple. All right. So what else did you want to touch on, Marcella? Um, well, we can talk about further about lead scoring um, and how this really needs to be a collaborative. Um, it really needs to be a collaborative process between the sales and marketing department. Uh, some of the best companies, each department, I mean, some of the best, pretty much all the best companies, each department works hand in hand and they know how to communicate. I mean, you have that specialization uh, where customer service people are very good and salespeople are, are, are good at building rapport and stuff like that. Right. Um, but you want to you want to collaborate with them. So when we talk about lead scoring, um, we're, we're, we're talking about how to actually define a lead for the sales department and how to define a lead for the marketing department to make sure that, that we are 100% on the same page. So mm-hmm. starting off with a target market, it's very important. So uh, a lead for a... Uh, a marketing person might be well they filled out the form on the website right that is a lead right um now they're you know now they're in the system now we have their email address now we can send them some more information and follow up with them yeah and i can i can give you an example of 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 how uh just filling out just basic information it might not it might not be enough um (laughs) It was kind of funny. Uh, someone went on the uh, website and then followed up with a phone call uh, looking for information on uh, some sort of warehousing project and, or no, uh, truckloads and stuff like that and, you know, into certain warehouses. And it was for, supposedly for Unifirst. Or no, not, no, not, not, not Unifirst, Unisource, whatever. Whatever, it, it's, it's, it's behind Procter & Gamble. It's like the number two consumer goods product company in, in the world. Hmm. Um, so my, uh, my operations team actually took it and not my market. People say, Hey, I got a really good, got a really good lead for you. Blah, blah, blah. It's for this. I was like, well, first off, um, 
it's not really a good a, a good thing. My company, we don't go after anyone who's really publicly traded, or at least on any sort of domestic market, unless it's very small. So if someone is a Fortune 500 company, uh, it does it doesn't always fit. It doesn't always mm-hmm. fit us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing. Second, this person uh, was impersonating a, a person from that company. Oh no! Um, it was a, a college student looking to do to do a, a report, and who was not very good and didn't understand the process. So. I found that out afterward by qualifying a, a little bit more. So, okay, hey, what are you... Okay, so what exactly are you looking for? Okay, and I started asking questions, and they didn't know the answer to it. And if someone was in charge of that sort of project, they would know those terms. Like, oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. It's like, well... Huh. Yeah, they weren't... It was. It, it got to the right. point where, where they said, oh, well, you know, I'm going to present this to the board of directors. And again, uh, uh $18 billion company does not present a half million dollar contract to the board of directors. Right. Um, but in terms of lead scoring and qualifying and stuff like that, uh, the sales team and the, and the marketing team need to go ahead and, and sit together and decide. So just because they fill out a, a form, it's not enough or just because they wanted more information. So you can add, you can add some follow-up questions to that that can make that a better process. So when you have your sign-up form, what sort of questions do, do you normally put there for your clients? For what kind of sign-up forms? Like for like an ebook? Yeah, if someone wants an ebook or something like that. It kind of it's gonna depend on the value of what you're giving away. So people are getting more stingy with even their email address. But if you're looking for even more details, you know, how much does your company bring in, or what state do you live in, um, you know, phone number, those kind of things, you better be giving away maybe a whole free e-course um because i feel like a lot of forms that we do is just you know your name maybe your company name your email address here's a free ebook here's a free white paper um something like that to at least capture that basic information and we can always ask for more later i got you now, now, from you as a marketing person, that's great. You have the information. For me as a salesperson, I'd want to know, right. especially well, right. When... So that's where hopefully down the road, you know, I feel like we start small a lot of times, and then we continue can continue to follow up, and can continue to um, get those sort of questions answered for you because an email address does nothing for the sales department. That gives you no information you need to know where they're from who they're working for how long they've been there possibly um you know what department they're in and what kind of budget exists exactly and i mean of course it depends if you're going to be if you're business to business or if you're business consumer and all of that so you're going to take but i do definitely want you to take into consideration the value you know people aren't just going to hand over their their information for nothing um you know a lot of like retail stores will do it for a coupon um but if you need they more in- such a hard time if you don't give it to them too yeah oh well but i mean like online like pretty much any website you go to now you're seeing a pop-up of some sort that is you know if you enter your email address you're getting some sort of freemium sometimes they call it yeah i got gotcha. you um, but so as far as lead scoring, like to like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. So when we have things in, in our, in our, uh, in our CRM system, we like to qualify basically one to 10, um, for a lead in terms of how likely that person is, is to be a customer. 
uh, ten being ten being ready absolutely to buy now. yeah ten being absolutely a day and one and one being no and we like to think that that number is a dynamic number it's not, it's not a fluid I'm sorry it, it's not a static number it's a, it's a right. very dynamic number um, but in terms of questions and stuff like that and this could work for business to business or business to consumer and I see some websites too when when are you planning on uh, when are you planning on purchasing right um, the sales department would definitely would definitely appreciate that or budget or, or maybe even some uh, and I see this more in terms of looking at software for businesses. They'll ask, "What other software do you have?" So if we talk about lead scoring here, um, you know, if, if if a lead comes across the website and they work with X competitor, and and I know in my CRM, okay, ninety five percent of the time when I go against that competitor, I win. Uh, yeah. So then we can give it we can give it a higher score and we can qualify it it, it more. Or someone that filled out the 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 form completely. Uh, higher score so again you can rank it some leads are better than others i mean just just right. because you get someone to fill out a form um you know if they just did the bare minimum and did uh yeah i'll give you my email i'm gonna give you a fake phone number uh mm-hmm. and i'm yep. just gonna put in the I comments and then and then right you know it's right. not gonna be it's not gonna be the it's not gonna be the the, the best customer there i mean sales people are gonna try to work and stuff like that but in, in an ideal situation your sales department doesn't know what to do with all the leads they have the marketing department is just doing backflips. They're just so excited. They have so many leads, conversions. Everything is up way, 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 way up where you do need to do that. You need to go ahead and lead score because you really cannot follow up on every single comment mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's actually coming across. I mean, for example, on, on our company website now, and there's in between spam and actual comments, we can't... Right. Um, we can't you know, disapprove or allow or, or, or approve. And I think you actually did something on your own personal thing didn't you do like why like you disable the comments yeah i disabled the comments on mine i disabled the comments um uh one of the women that i work for that i help run her blog and she was like hey i noticed that you don't have comments turned on like what's your reasoning for that and then we ended up turning hers off as well i do not have the comments on for push pull sales um pretty much because of that that not a lot of people are commenting on blogs currently. Um, a lot of stuff gets lost. So someone, and a customer might ask an important question in the comment section of a blog post or a resource or something like that on the website, and it ends up getting lost under 500 spam comments. Um, whereas if that's not an option, a lot of times they're going to look for a different option. They're going to go to the contact us form. They're going to go to um, where you list your email address. They're going to give you a call. They're going to tweet you. Um, all of those things are better alternatives. And I would rather have someone using the contact us form, using um, my email address to get in touch with me or even, you know, social media to get in touch. Um, we could probably do a whole podcast just on the comment section. Yeah. So um, it's something to consider. Don't just you know a lot of times I think we get stuck in like well it's there and it's always been there and that's how you've always done it but be open to um that drives me crazy that the the whole that's how we've always done it that's yeah that's probably it's probably something that you hear a lot as a um a reason that people aren't buying uh or even even something small I'll give you an example um we were we were at a client 
and um, you know my uh, international person says okay well you know can you can you load this container you know I'll get you coal for it. oh no 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 we, we we're not able to load that container uh, hmm I've been at your facility I've seen why not oh no we 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 can't well I'll check back with you blah 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 and it turns out in 1985 they tried to load that container uh, but they used the wrong kind of truck to, to set it up and, and put hmm. that in there. I'm like, you have a modern facility. I'm like, you, you're able to load that container. Oh, well, we tried once and it didn't work. And, and this <laughs> right. is why I'm like, and right, now well, we'll never do it again. Yeah. It was a truck. that didn't have the right kind of chassis. I'm like, that, that has nothing to do with it. So you're going to spend $10,000 instead of $2,000 because you don't know. Huh. Um, but that, that, that definitely drives me crazy. But in terms of what about like lead generation, what are that can some also of the go. ways that you lead generation yeah uh in terms of the marketing people uh our marketing department uh did a really really good job we used to have uh, a newsletter we'd send out monthly that went very well uh targeted blogs in terms of pulling people in so again talk about lead scoring if someone went on a certain blog that was uh you know uh like um shipping you know uh, shipping information related to the retail industry or something like that. Yeah, you they... have a better idea that that's where they're coming from. Or if they're reading the blog that's about, um, you know, shipping machine parts, then exactly. you have an idea that that's where they're coming from. Exactly. So it can give you helpful information. And a lot of times, those are organic. That's organic traffic that's coming to you. They're finding you thanks to Google or whatever you know facebook or something um and it's nice when they can come to you first and in terms of ranking that and then this is how my company i mean for the way the way my company operates i mean we're very hands-on we're we're very knowledgeable um the way we offer our services and stuff like that we do analysis first and then we go ahead and, and and present pricing and do some custom programs for it most of the industry and we we stay away from that in terms of our target market is just putting out uh, access to 20 carriers and you just pick the cheapest one. Right. So, for example... It's more of a personalized service. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, highly personalized. Yeah, and make sure that you are featuring those things that um, differentiate, you, differentiate you from your um, competitors, which I know we touch on a lot, but think of it in terms of relation to your target audience so if you um, have no differentiation it's just your commodity and then it, yeah. it all it has to become and I about mean, price there's some people that do want to do everything themselves that they want to do they want to run all the numbers and they want to see the options and compare it for themselves and maybe that's not a good fit for you maybe you know you're going after the people that that want to put their trust in you, that do not have the time to do all the busy work and make all the phone calls and do all the negotiations so they can hire you. And that's who you want to be going after, the people that value the time and effort and expertise that you're putting into your service. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. Uh, what, what I was going to say, though, uh, backtracking just about the lead scoring and, and again how you would do that so someone that goes on the website and says and ask a question about hey I don't know how to properly classify this product or I'm looking at this sort of service or anything like that uh, is, is going to be a lot better client than someone that 
immediately says, I just want a freight quote, and they give you data to run one quote. Right. That's not really ideal for me. Someone that has right. a one-off shipment is not is not ideal for me. So that's why right. we also include in our website, how often do you ship? Uh, once a month, once a week, stuff like that. So this is a one-off person. This is a residential thing or, or for... You know, someone wants to get an, an engine from some junkyard to their to their garage for their hobby car. That's not really my that's not my ideal customer. Um, you know, I'm not gonna you know put everything on hold on hold right. for that. Um, so we right. talk about the backtracking. Though you talked about the different marketing sources. So you have the inbound leads, um, Google traffic, uh, trade show stuff like that. So you can also uh, score those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so your marketing people that are out at that are out and about at the trade shows. Um, you know, talking to people. Right. If you have a sign-in sheet or something like that, it's not everybody on the list. It's yeah. who who talked to you. What did you talk about? Um, who took your business card? Who took a specific kind of pamphlet? If you have different products or different services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's something you, you need to put the marketing people to work to or the salespeople to work. Uh, if you have a lead from a channel partner, if you have a distributor, something like that, where you have someone who's basically giving you a lead source, they get some sort of kickback, they get some sort of money out of it. Um, you know who's more motivated and who's not too. So even I, I, I hate to basically you're gonna stereotype, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kind of give people a black mark who don't do anything. You say, okay, well, uh, okay, well, this lead here came from. It came from Joe, uh, who's who, who's my accountant here, and I have a deal with Joe. I give him, you know, three hundred bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe's giving me a bunch. You know, he always comes through. Everything he has, I mean, they're they're quality people. And then someone else who, man, every time this this independent guy, he 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 basically he he makes us do all the work. He he doesn't. He's not doing anything. Man, let's just say it's like an independent sales rep or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he might have a lead that might be in your territory something like that or hey i know this guy i want your help to help me close this lead uh you might be able to say no sorry we're gonna hold off on that that's not really an ideal thing or it's not enough information right um so lead scoring is important for earlier too that you know and it doesn't necessarily mean you might not be totally ignoring somebody that might not be you know it's just you need to prioritize the better leads need to be the ones that you're chasing after first um, or closing, you know, more quickly. And it doesn't mean that you, I mean, you might never get to some lower scoring ones. In the, in if, the Hopefully, I mean, hopefully you're busy enough that you're always getting good enough leads that, that you don't, that you don't need to spend the extra time and effort on people who are not your ideal customer. Um, but if you're in a position, you know, just make sure that you're at least prioritizing and, you know. You got to know when to hold them, got to know when to fold them, got to know when to walk away. <laughs> um, so so to kind of give to kind of give a, a, a quick recap and everything, um, first off, um, what you want to do is you want to talk to your target market. So you got to get very, very specific. Your marketing people should be on 100% on the same page as your salespeople. So this is a collaborative, uh, collaborative task yeah. in terms of who your target market is. If you're not, if you, if I were to ask uh, my marketing team and say, okay, hey, uh, who exactly is the ideal PNG customer, and don't tell me what products they buy, they better be able to tell me that. And then same thing with the with the actual salespeople too. Okay, who who is the ideal, who's the ideal customer, um, and don't give any sort of things about what they buy. And a lot of times they'll talk about services and stuff like that. Um, so you have to be able to have that down pat. 
Um, you talk about lead gen, uh, different sources, where they're coming from, and, and lead scoring. Again, you work uh, in terms of your uh, marketing people and how they get the information, whether that's at a trade show, uh, whether that's on the website, and, and talk about maybe adding some additional questions or to know about what product or what sort of freebie they got from you mm-hmm. uh, in terms of actually qualifying that. Um, and a- as a company, uh, you don't need to change everything and you don't need to be afraid to go after that target market uh, because in the end, you're going to be more successful doing that than, than doing anything else. And as you said, too, you don't want to completely ignore certain people. Uh, again, Walmart has a certain target market. Mm-hmm. They do. That does not mean, and I can tell you firsthand I've seen it, that there you have people of Walmart and you also have normal people that are just going there to have this, you know, whatever, just go in there get get my groceries. It's really close it's, by. Yeah. And you also have people drive night and I need Tylenol for my kid. And you also have people driving fifty thousand dollar vehicles, walking in, you know, no problem, spending spending money full suit, whatever, and just because oh why wow, I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed to go to Walmart. That's not that's not a problem. But can you talk about the demographics and the yeah, socioeconomic the, situation the of but the the averages work out same thing with with Costco too i mean there are some people that uh, that don't necessarily fit especially where where we're at yeah um the Amish yeah they they have horse and buggy parking <laughs> at our Costco at the Costco we were at but there they was... have horse and buggy parking at Walmart. They're pretty much any anywhere you go around here, you're gonna. But they have designated parking. For but I horse don't and think the corporate marketing people are like, all right, how do we get? How do, how we... do we get right. to the so Amish people? So that's a good point, right? So they're not they're not you can doing accommodate someone, you know, but... guerrilla marketing to go infiltrate the Amish communities. No, no, but they're not turning them away. You're letting them through the door if they want to come spend their money. Come on in. So. Hopefully that gives you guys some ideas. Um, I think that wraps things up for this week. We wanted to thank uh, bensound.com for intro and outro music. And thanks to you guys for listening, as always. You can tune in next time where we'll tackle another topic. And in the meantime, if you have any questions or feedback on today's episode, head to pushpullsales.com or tweet us, pushpullsales. Talk to you guys later. See ya.